The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I had a friend of mine that was having a, years ago, that was having a really hard time in his marriage. Him and his wife were, were not doing well. And at one point, this guy did something that was really bad. Really, really, really bad. And his wife found out. And she kicked him out of the house. She basically said, it's over. And at that point, their they marriage started to spiral out of control. And they went to see therapy. And they really tried their hardest to like work on trying to salvage it. But the guy did something really not right. And I was trying to help him along the way and give him encouragement and be there for him, etc. So he was like filling me in a little bit as to what was going on. And at some point, he called me up and he told me the most fascinating thing. He said they were sitting at one session, and halfway through, she turns to him and says, You know what? I was thinking about it. I forgive you. It's like, What? He goes, I forgive you. You're a human being, whatever was going on, and I really am trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, and I thought about it. And I, I don't want to hold on to this grudge. I forgive you. And he's like, holy cow, thank you. So he's like, so I'll see you tonight. I'll move back to the house. She said, no. He goes, what do you mean? I thought you'd forgive me. So she said, no, I forgive you. But it doesn't mean I want to live with you again. Like, I forgive you. I've made peace with it. And, I, and we're good. Like, we're good. Like, I don't harbor a grudge. It's okay. But I don't think I want to continue living with you even though I forgive you. And I remember him calling me and being like, I don't understand. And it dawned on me this incredible distinction between forgiveness and reconciliation. You can forgive somebody and never want to see them again and truly forgive them. Why do we have sukkahs for? Let's pull back a little bit. Remember, sukkahs is the end of a massive saga the Jews come out of Egypt in Pesach. And God goes, do you want to be my nation? They're like, yes. And he walks up a mountaintop in Shavuos and hands them the Torah. He hands them the book that's going to change the world. Creates a relationship with them as a husband and a wife. God and the Jewish people. It was insane. It was incredible. After all that festivities, Moshe says, listen, I'll see you in a little bit. Right? I'm going up. They go, see you in a little bit. They kind of comes down on Shavuos and Thomas with two luchos in his hands and sees the Jews doing something that was unspeakable. The Jews were serving an idol at the foot of Harsinai unspeakable what they did. And he throws the luchos down and goes, it's over. God goes, it's over. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. It's over. And the Jews realize what they did wrong. And they're like, we're sorry. And God's like, I don't know. I don't know. And Moshe goes up, so to speak, in El and spends 40 days trying to reconcile, if you will, Kiviyachal, Hashem and the Jewish people. And after 40 days on Yom Kippur, God says, Salach I forgive you. But remember, during that period of time, the Jews had lost the Anani Kavod. They had lost the clouds of glory. And so while they were trying to reconcile with God, they didn't have any of the clouds of glory. None of the embrace that they were used to. And when Moshe comes down and says, Salachti Kiddurecha, you know what they assumed was going to happen the next moment? The clouds would come back. You forgave us. But they didn't. And the Jews had the following thought. Wait, he forgave us? Maybe he doesn't want to live with us anymore. Maybe Hashem's saying, okay, I gotcha. You're human beings. It happens. It's fine. But like, I don't think this is going to work. I don't think you're my nation. And for the period of time of Yom Kippur, after Yom Kippur, the Jews thought, "Uh uh-oh. 
He's not going to destroy us. He forgives us. We got forgiveness, but I don't want forgiveness. I want forgiveness, but I want more. I want Him. I want Hashem back in my life. I want to be in His embrace. I want to have the clouds of glory. I want to have the Ananiya covered. You know when the Ananiya covered came back? Sukkot. Sukkot was the time in which the Ananiya came back. And when the Ananiya came back, the Jews realized that the Kurdish Baruch didn't just forgave them. He wants to reconnect with them. The joy of Sukkot is the joy of Hashem saying, I am not just forgiving you. We're back together. You are now in my embrace again. And no matter what we want and get in our lives, in our core, we believe that no matter what's happening in the world, if I am in the embrace of the Rabboni Shalom, it's going to be okay. That's why the Nida of Sukkot is Simcha. Because happiness is being in His embrace. Shifti beves Hashem And my bracha to us on Sukkot is that we realize that the greatest joy we have in our lives isn't the stuff that we have. The greatest joy we have in our lives is that we have in our lives is Hashem. And we're able to nestle into His embrace. To be in His clouds of glory throughout our entire year then we know no matter what happens, we are living a life of true joy and true simcha. Good job. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.